You are listening to the Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to the Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? Let me get myself adjusted. I, I waited until we started the trip this. Because I'm stupid. But give me a second. This is not all to a good start. We're off to a bad start already. <laughs> episode 170. There we go. That's a little bit better. What is up, everybody out there in internet land? I'm Vaughn Johnson, formerly Philly.com, working for a NFL team. You probably see on my shirt right now. Uh, so I, I guess I could just say it, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you are watching and listening episode 170 of the Straight Shooters on a multitude of platforms. Before I get into those, into those platforms, let me introduce my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Bacone, a Philly voice and Philly influencer. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm telling you. Uh, nah, I won't talk about the weather. Never mind. I'm doing good. I you hope do you're doing good, too. The tradition a lot, man. Eh, I mean, it's rainy and it's crappy. Today was actually a better day than uh, you know Monday and Tuesday this past week. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, so, uh, today was a little better. Uh, got back to the gym, so I'm feeling good. It's been a while. Yeah, man. I, I was on a roll in the summer and, oh, man. Uh, you know, work, I, you know, picks up in September, uh, work at a, you know, at a, in a school district. So, uh, September and October have been rough on me, man, but, uh, we have off this week, fall break. So I'm absolutely trying to, uh, make the most of it and I didn't make the most of it Monday or Tuesday, but I did go out and vote. So my week hasn't been a total flush. And then I went to the gym today. So feeling good. Long story yeah. short, I'm feeling good. You did a lot, man. You've been productive voting as you usually your right as an American citizen. Absolutely. I did as well. Awesome to hear. Uh, proud of myself. I had myself in the back like Bear Harwoods for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Weather is kind of weird with the being like 70 the last couple of days, but I'm not complaining. Not a fan. Oh, weird. I am. I it's am. Weird. I'll I admittedly it. say it's weird, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but it is November, uh, and which means Survivor Series is not far away. So we're going to talk about 
a lot of things that's going around Survivor Series, surrounding Survivor Series and stuff like that in WWE. And maybe we'll talk about New Japan a little bit, Bullet Club, or is it still a Bullet Club? Who knows? But I think everybody knows at this point. But before I get into, or before we get into our conversation tonight, or our conversations about pro wrestling, the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling, as <laughs> Kuberry says at the beginning of every show, uh, let me tell you where you can find us. Of course, we're live on YouTube, so if you're watching us right now, uh, thank you. You can subscribe and like our videos. You can chat with us live on the left side of the screen there on YouTube. Oh, I'm getting getting tweets, <laughs> getting, getting tweets over here. It's me. It's me. <laughs> but uh, you can, like I said, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just look up Straight Shooters podcast, Straight Shooters Wrestling, or something like that, and you'll be able to find us. Uh, you can find us. You can listen to us. I should say on demand on the download you can listen to us on a- apple podcasts or itunes whatever you want to call it google play stitcher iHeartRadio, spreaker TuneIn radio player fm soundcloud and now recently spotify we are on spotify so holla at us we are now we're, we are covering all the bases for us like being like 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 rappers out there like you know unsigned <laughs> rappers we got the SoundCloud, we got the Spotify playlist popping. So check us out on Spotify. Yeah, we're trying to make it easy for you guys to find us. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're everywhere. So, like I said, we, mm-hmm. we, we, you can find us next to the, to the trash rappers that's out there on SoundCloud and, and Spotify. <laughs> uh, also, all 169 prior episodes of the Straight Shooters, all of those episodes are on wildfireradio.com. That mothership, as I call it every week, the good folks over at Wildfire, who are also somewhere else. We're not just on Spotify now. We're also on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash shootersradio. Main man Pots of Pens, Nick McCone set this up just recently. You can become a patron for the shooters. I guess, Nick, if you want to tell people about the, the Patreon and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, we, 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 we will provide some extra content for a nominal fee. You know, Tell them about it, Nick. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Uh, we put up two tiers, so uh, we did this before. Once we started going on YouTube, uh, you know, it's not great for us to like go to the studio and do like breaking news or anything. So uh, I know there was a few times where this was before of when I think when you were still at Philly dot com, so we were able to you know do after pay per view shows and stuff like that. But obviously Sundays yeah. are are not great uh, nowadays. But now. We're still gonna we're still gonna give you guys you know some. The extra content we can give you, uh, you know, breaking news. Uh, obviously, this from two Mondays ago, Roman Reigns announcing he has leukemia. That was a big story. That's something that we probably would have brought you, uh, uh, you know, you know, twenty minute, thirty minute extra show, uh, just talking about that if we could have, um, and put that on Patreon, uh, stuff like that. Uh, if we have time, you know, post pay per view shows. I mean, obviously, Vaughn and I discuss this beforehand so whatever we can we'll announce via our social yeah. media platforms we'll probably get more of those during the off season <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely, so, absolutely. let's say uh but, hopefully yeah. beginning in february <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, on that again but my favorite thing would be if you guys out there asked us questions about anything you want wrestling related uh obviously i love talking about the past uh, old school wrestling, like growing up in the in the 90s and starting to watch when I was actually four years old in 1990, uh, you know, and just going back and watching like the old Survivor Series on the WWE Network and uh, just some of the old shows. So any like old school questions you guys have, I would love uh, just to throw it our way and we'll talk about it. And 
uh, we'll do, you know, a show and put it on Patreon. We'll have like a mailbag show or stuff like that. Uh, you've seen other podcasts do the same thing. Um, and I think some of our best moments on this podcast have been just kind of shooting the shit with, uh, no pun intended, with, uh, you know, just talking about old school stuff, um, stuff that's, you know, current and stuff that's coming up. So, uh, you know, I'm just put, put set that up for you guys uh, as an extra incentive uh, for you guys to listen to us and uh, give us or tell us what you guys want uh, from our brand. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. And I'm hoping that you guys like use our social media platforms. We're at Twitter at shooters radio to tweet us any questions, Facebook, facebook.com slash the straight shooters. You can email us. We've had an email, but we don't really use it. But if you want to email us, it's straight shooters podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions and you can't get on social media and you want to email us, we're at straight shooters podcast at gmail.com. So, uh, anything you want, you could use the hashtag, uh, shooters mailbag or something like that i think i used that hashtag earlier today when i tweeted it out so uh that's probably one of my favorite things that i'm looking forward to and i hope hoping our listeners out there uh do the same things that they do with the other podcasts and just ask us questions like we've we're we're seasoned veterans when it comes to not only covering pro wrestling but just being pro wrestling fans so uh yeah no we weren't on the inside you know like uh you see like bruce pritchard eric bischoff but we can take it from a fan's perspective. And a lot of times I think that's even more fun to listen to. So uh, yeah, check pa- patreon.com slash shooters radio, become a patron and help us out. Yeah. If you ask some questions, don't ask me questions about the Eagles. <laughs> I'm, <gonna tell> you <laughs> right now. I'm not answering. Them. Well, uh, unless they come to Philly, right. And they're involved in the show somehow or raw or SmackDown or I guess ring I of mean, honor. <laughs> I mean, you got- I mean, uh, uh, we've got some wrestling fans on the team, but uh, but you don't ask me about who's playing, why somebody's starting here, yeah. or personnel decisions. Don't ask me. I'm telling you right now. I'm not <laughs> asking those questions. But we do have two tiers on Patreon. I have one, our first tier is $3.99 per month or per, per creation, uh, and that's our live commentary special. So, if you, you know, tier one, so you want to do – we've done live commentary about – Halftime Heat, the 92 Royal Rumble, we did Final Deletion, we did, was it, Rock versus Triple H back last 2000, right, yeah. we did Royal Rumble 97, we just did last week, yeah. we did the Halloween Havoc match, this, the, the, what was it, what's yeah. that match called, the, uh, Chamber of Horrors, Chamber of Horrors, I knew something of Horrors, I didn't want to call it the Treehouse of Horrors, like the Simpsons, <laughs> Chamber of Horrors, we did, we've done the Hell in a Cell, we did the, the, the End of an Era match a couple weeks ago, yeah. we did Royal Rumble 94, we did the, the uh, SummerSlam 93 match between Yoko Zuna and Lex Luger. We've done a bunch of live commentary specials. Uh, those are always a ton of fun. Just shoot the, like, just shoot this crap, shoot the breeze, and watching wrestling and giving our thoughts about it. And it's a lot of fun. Last week's show was a lot of fun, even though the match was terrible. But it's still a lot of fun. So that one, that first tier, $3.99 or more per creation, as they say, on Patreon. And the next one is what Nick alluded to er- earlier. We only have two tiers. But that one is the breaking news You know, shows that, you know, like we did what couple like damn like a year ago now almost when Bobby Brain Heaton died yeah and we did a you know a live show quick uh, you know, retrospective about Bobby Heaton's life and career in pro wrestling uh, we did that pretty much the night that he the day that he passed away uh, like I said post pay per view shows stuff like that uh, retrospectives so like you know twenty years with the hell of Hell in a Cell stuff like that just different things we even did an XFL episode a couple years yeah ago. yeah a lot of fun. Uh, so if you want to subscribe to that as well, 
Patreon. That's the second tier on Patreon, five ninety nine or more. So, like I said, very nominal fee for just extra content, you know. And so we usually you're gonna get regular old usual straight shooters every single week, like you do already. But if you want to get some of the more fun stuff that we do, hey, you know, check us out on Patreon as well. We will have some extra content for you. We're just serving the masses. That's all. That's all we're here for. That's right, man. We love doing it too. So. Because we make us, make us work harder, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do it for the love. <laughs> Shout out, by the way, to our third man, Brian Isley. Uh, he's doing his thing. I think you mentioned it last week. He, he's he's doing a, a lot of good things in the comedy world. Uh, if you haven't checked his stuff out, please do so. He's releasing an album. Uh, I think it's called the Brian Isley album on November 23rd. Um, I'm definitely going to download that. Uh, he's not probably not going to be on the podcast anymore. He had announced that he's kind of severing ties with Wildfire Radio and all the shows that he's been affiliated with on the station. That includes us. And uh, I, I reached out to him just to thank him for everything. Like we had a ton of fun with him on the show. So I mean, maybe he'll pop in here and there. I don't know, but he's doing his thing in the comedy world, and uh, that kind of, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I had mentioned him and. Uh, for all the episodes that he's joined us on, uh, just as a fan, you know, like he was shooting the shit just like we were, you know, he wasn't asking for anything. He just wanted to talk wrestling. So, uh, yeah. big shout out to Brian Isley and what he's doing every week to drive out there. We have some, we have some good, go back and Wi-Fi radio.com right now and go back and listen to past episodes. A lot of fun talking with wrestling with Brian Isley. Yep. So salute to him. Hopefully we we'll get him back on here. Hopefully uh, he can make up some guest spots on Wildfire. Not necessarily. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so man. Like that. But uh, that is neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> not, I wouldn't say that. That's like minimizing it. That's poor choice <laughs> of words. But um, we got to move on, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and what we're moving on to is, like I said, a discussion about Survivor Series. But before we move on to that, actually, Nick, you're going to tell some people about a website that people can visit. I am, and we'll, we'll get all this out of the way early. All right, guys, yes. listen up. You bet on sports now. That's legal here in the Philly area, and you're since you're listening to our podcast, you obviously do. A lot of wrestling fans are sports fans, and you can bet on wrestling too. So, hey, it's a thing. Uh, the man that can help you make money this football season is the guy I trust with the premium information, John's, John Price of SportsInformationTraders.com. John Price knows the lines better than anyone else in the country, and he specializes in live movement and value. So when you sign up with this company, you get the best lines and before the public does. And he can help you make up to five times your investment in just 90 days. That's three months for uh, you mathematicians out there. So go to sportsinformationtraders.com right now. Learn why John Price is the only sports wagering analysis analyst with a weekly feature in Forbes magazine. So pretty good stuff forbes magazine you want to win put this number in your phone right now so i'm going to repeat it a few times 866-441-2711 again that's 866-441-2711 call and ask about the 90-day special john price is a proven winner and he has been among the best for years with documented success in the las vegas super contest so that's 866-441-2711, sportsinformationtraders.com. Again, that's 866-441-2711, sportsinformationtraders, T-R-A-D-E-R-S, 
Com, watch football, make money. It's that simple. Boom. It's that simple. That simple. It's that simple. I like making money. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? Speaking of making money, will WWE be making some money with Survivor Series this year? Of course they will. It's WWE, that yeah. money-making machine. But despite the fact that, you know, the product has been rough in recent weeks and months, mm-hmm. and most of it is WWE's fault. And then now recently they've been hit with, you know, Roman Reigns and his bout with leukemia and changed a lot of different things up. But, you know, as they say, the show must go on, unfortunately. And and we got Survivor Series, which is one of the now big five pay-per-views. And so, it's, you know, it's worth talking about what how, what things, how things are shaping up on this card. We kind of talked about it a little bit last. We kind of scratched the surface of it a little bit, but we didn't really dive into it you know, a lot. And I think that's what's worth doing this week. Uh, because quite frankly, ain't much, not much else to talk about with WWE. <laughs> yeah. uh, but right at the top here, let's start off with the top of this card as it stands today. And I kind of like this format that WWE is doing with Survivor Series with the champions versus champions. Because, you, you know, they did the, the, the teams a couple years ago where they had like Raw versus SmackDown. It was like the women and the... They still do it, actually. The women go against the women and the men go against the men and they'll have like the tag teams go against each other. But I do like this new dynamic of the champions versus champions because even though people switch brands a lot, you still don't see these the top champions go against each other because they're on separate brands. So we get for the second year in a row, all, you know, although it is for the second year in a row, it's still a big match. Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles has been champion for a calendar year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was this time last year where he won the title and he went into Survivor Series like a week or so into his title reign facing Brock Lesnar. When it was a, it was originally billed as going to be Jinder Mahal and Brock Lesnar, which in hindsight, like that would have been kind of entertaining too, just to see yeah. what would have happened in that match. But here we are again, 365 some odd days later, and it's the same match. It's like Brock Lesnar this time is the more recent champion, whereas last year he was the one that was a year or so into his reign or whatever it was at that point, months into his reign, I should say. And now AJ Styles is literally a year into his reign with the WWE Championship. Same championship, same brands, same people. Uh, but do we see this match shaking out any differently than we did last year? I really don't think so. And I'll be honest, knowing or, or assuming they were going this route with Survivor Series, I would have sworn that Braun Strowman would have won the Universal title at Crown Jewel. Um, just to make this coming match a little bit different and figuring that I don't think WWE would have put the title back on Lesnar, but damn, was I wrong. And uh, yeah, we're getting the same match two years in a row, but hey, the first match was like way better than anyone expected. And it, it was, I'm not going to say match of the year candidate, but for Brock Lesnar, it was a it match was, of the year. Match in, man, at least two, three years by that point. Yeah. I mean, he had a good match at WrestleMania with Goldberg. It was a good match for what it was. It was like mm-hmm. five minutes, and it was just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like day yep. one, right? So that was fun for what it was. But his match, he did have, well, it wasn't just, he had to match Samoa Joe at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. That was entertaining. <laughs> I know some people kind of didn't like the ending, but the match was decent. Mm-hmm. But the match, and the match he had at SummerSlam, even though it was a fatal four way, was a good match. The match he had with Braun Strowman wasn't that great, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before the, the AJ Styles, I think match the match he had with AJ Styles was better than all those matches. And I'm trying to think of another match. The match, the last match he had that was really good before that 
And you're going back some ways. Like 2016, I don't recall him yeah, having like yeah. great matches. In 2015, he had the Royal Rumble Triple Threat and he had the Roman Reigns match, which, I mean, the Roman yeah. Reigns match is great. I don't think it was better than the AJ Styles match. Even though I think that the Roman Reigns match did tell a really good story. So that puts it, you know, that might put it over the top for some people. That Royal Rumble Triple Threat though, was one of the best matches I've ever seen. And of course, we were in the building for that, so that made it even better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he needed that, and it, you know, it it was it was great at the time. I don't have any doubts that they're going to tear it down again. But it's just like, will it matter? Will it like what is it? What does it do? Because even though the concept is kind of cool, we have champions versus champions, but what does it really matter at the end of the day? Right, and you know that. It, it, to me, there's no lasting effects. It, it doesn't matter who wins this or even if there will be a winner one way or the other. Um, I just kind of, you know, t- to me, I- I'm more excited about quite a few other matches on this card. So yeah. if this ha- if this is anything compared to the way it was last year, uh, you know, this might be a really good pay-per-view. And I remember going into the Survivor Series last year, I was kind of against the whole Raw versus SmackDown. I thought it was lame, um, especially when we had Lesnar versus Mahal that was lined up for... They, they were they were hyping that, which seemed like months. You know, it felt like to me months when it was probably only two or three weeks, if that, before Styles won the title. But um, yeah, like this... I'm okay with... If this is the match that everyone's like, ah, oh, we already saw this last year... Um, you know, it to me, I'm I'm okay with it. You know, like I is it is there really bragging rights on the line? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they'll you know figure that into the story. I know I, I'm not even sure it was a huge deal this past week on, on TV. I mean, I unless I missed something, uh, they didn't really. It, it was just kind of like, okay, we're doing this again, type of thing. Uh, and they're the two biggest champions in each brand, so. Um, no, I don't even remember what happened last year. Did Lesnar win? Yeah, he won. Yeah, so hey, why not do that 50 50 booking, man? Get nah. Styles over Lesnar, man. Here, here's, here's the reason why. Any, it's, I mean, it's tough because I don't, in the normal circumstances, I don't see that happening. But even like, it's even less possible now because I think they're going to set up Brock Lesnar. It's not their setting up. It's just that UFC is setting up Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Cormier for a fight at some point in 2019. And you've seen Daniel Cormier after he beat, I forget the guy's name at the top of my head. He won a fight last weekend, UFC mm-hmm. 230. I wish I could remember the guy's name. He's a good fighter. But beats the guy, and he mentions that, hey, Brock, why don't you bring your WWE championship to the. That's not done like off the cuff that's intentional and i think that wwe and ufc has something going here and they've worked together before in the past and especially when it comes to brock but they might have something going here where if brock is the champion and that wwe controls that so if he's the universal champion by the time that fight happens that's what they want and they mm-hmm. want that belt the universal title that could be any belt really but really the, the whatever belt he has they want him to have that belt walking into that fight. They want to make the belt part of like the build up to that fight. Even though it's a fictional, this <laughs> is part of a yeah. fictional world. 
and UFC fans, the UFC peers, are going to hate it. I <laughs> like they're going to hate it so much. Why are you bringing this yeah. fake stuff into this? This is a clown show. This is a circus. Blah blah blah. But it's really it's not for the purists. It's for the entertainment factor. It's for WWE getting that logo because those big. That's that's the reason why they make those belts look all the same with the big WWE logo and it's big and you know so you can see that logo when they're doing the weigh-ins or when they're doing the press conferences. He's got the title with him. Can you imagine that? He's doing a UFC press yeah. conference. Got the WWE Universal title on his shoulder. Like that'd be so weird. I would love well, it. <laughs> I would love it too. Get to see the. Meltdowns, man! I, I, I'm oh, here for that. I'm here for that. It's gonna be great. We like we like anarchy, apparently. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be Derek Lewis, by the way, this Derek past week is Derek Lewis, and uh, I'm good because Cormier. He he just reminds me as like a he has the personality of a, he, a, a WWE wrestler, I should say, a superstar. You know? Yeah, he does. He's a and big wrestling fan. There was a report out a few weeks ago that Fox wanted him. Oh, sorry. Were you no, gonna say yeah. that? Words out of my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that. He Fox wanted him to be the SmackDown commentator or a color commentator. So, like, I, I when I first saw that, I was like, hell yeah, make it happen. Like, I want to, I want to see something like that. Like, especially if they're fans, you know, like that makes it like Ronda Rousey was a fan, and you you always knew it was genuine coming from her based on her story and everything like that. You know, like I never. I never thought she was lying about her wrestling fandom. And obviously those, her MMA career and wrestling career didn't intersect, but like, you know, Lesnar's has, um, but even possibly Cormier's might, you know, that it, what was the date they, they were scheduled or they want to build up to it? Is there like a, a month they're looking at? Or I, don't know. I mean, I would assume since he just Cormier just fought last weekend, that yeah. it won't be for another couple months at least. Yeah. I mean, if it's before WrestleMania, I'd be stunned because, like, a fight camp for a UFC fighter is like it's hard. Like, it takes yeah. a lot out of them, and they, that's why they take time off and they build up again to another fight. But I mean, I mean, if if I don't know if WrestleMania even is a factor in this at all, but let's say because UFC does they typically do a big fight like in July, like that's when they do a big fight, or something like that, like a big marquee yeah. fight, one of the yeah. big shows. Uh, so maybe July, but maybe earlier. It could be like as early as like March, April, I guess. If mm-hmm. if Cormier is up for doing another a camp that soon yeah. and up for getting up for another fight, so yeah. imagine yeah, Cormier sure in the crowd at WrestleMania, man. See that, and that's imagine the thing. That. You could set it up at WrestleMania. You could. They could have Brock retain his title, and Cormier is in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's jumping into the ring and doing something, and he's like holding up the title, something like that. You know, WWE's going to run all the way yeah. with it. Oh, you're a <laughs> champion. He's in the ring, and he the belt. Oh my god! And you can see it now. Like it's going to be all over their social media, and of course, that'll land on ESPN and all the other networks and stuff like that that cover that that may cover wrestling or that that will cover a UFC champion being in the WWE ring, of course. So, I can see that now, like that, and I think that's what this is leading to. There's no that that's the only reason why Cormier is bringing up the title in post match promos, so to speak. I, I gotta and wonder I think if they gotta work out. Yeah, and I gotta wonder if Fox has a not like have their handprints all over it, but you have UFC shows on FS1. Uh, well, you still Fox still has that contract with UFC, so maybe right. they're like, hey. You know, I don't know how long, how much longer they're going to be on FS1 or at least on Fox. Yeah. they got the. They're going to be on UFC. Going to be on ESPN starting next year. 
Like in yeah. January, they're going to have stuff on ESPN. So I don't January, know if that quickly, huh? I yeah, didn't, they, signed, they agreed to that deal like months ago. Yeah, so I guess the end of Fox and USC's contract would be in December then? I, I don't know if they're ending or not, but I know that UFC will definitely have content on ESPN starting in January. Okay. I, I, I don't recall all the details to what UFC's television rights are, whether they're still going to be dealing with Fox. I mean, I, I'm not following the day-to-day with UFC, but I, in watching the, the event they had last weekend, they promoted the fact that they're going to be on ESPN starting in January. So I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. So I... I don't know. There's a lot of dynamics at play, but I do think, regardless of whether they're television partners or not, or whether you know Fox is a television partner, WWE wants to make this happen. They want that title in the UFC oct- in the octagon, and it works out for both parties. UFC yeah, gets a big so. fight. You get a big fight, whether there's titles involved or not. Cormier versus Lesnar is a huge fight. Cormier is one of the best heavyweights, and he's of all time, and he's also the light heavyweight champion. Like he's a double champion. He's one of the mm-hmm. greatest fighters that's ever lived. And oh, well, by the way, Brock Lesnar is also a former UFC heavyweight champion, and he's a badass, and he's one of the biggest draws, as, you know, in UFC history. So yeah, that's that's big time. If they can make it happen, if they can work out a deal and all this. Now, I know John John Jones is still out there lurking. Maybe he can get another Cormier fight because they've been trying to, you know, finish that off rivalry off for years. Uh, so yeah, I think they're all plays into it so it, it will be interesting and intriguing so to speak to see how this all plays out but i i, I think that ideally wwe wants that that big red title in the middle of an octagon yeah why the hell wouldn't they and I, i'm all for it man right. I, love, it, I, I think that would be awesome it's just gonna, to, as a to live through something like that would be kind of like surreal yeah it's going to be so just weird and crazy it's just if they if they actually do it, it's going to be so weird. So wh- because of that, I don't see Brock losing anytime soon, and I don't see him losing that title anytime soon. Yeah, a, a full I'd circle. Be, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked, at least. Yeah, I mean, I guess theoretically we'd be all stupid to pick against him for any match coming up uh, because of that very real possibility. And listen, if I was WWE and UFC, and you mentioned it, like I would try and do everything possible to make that happen because not all like yeah it's a it, it would be a real fight and you, you probably wouldn't stage something like that inside the octagon you really shouldn't stage something like that in the octagon but the build-up and the payout would be so good for everyone involved the two fighters and then wwe and ufc no matter who loses uh you right. can, you can always the, work around that and so. Brock is going to defend the title in the octagon i mean that's right right we're fighting like they got re- legislation involved and you know commission yeah. you're not going to have that title be on the line but just to have him walk to the ring with the title like that'd yep. be nuts then if he wins bruh if that like i said th- none of this is official but if it happens that'd be you talk about a coup for wwe your champion went off and Beat up the, the the heavyweight champion of the world in MMA, and he's walking around with both titles. Be lit for WWE at least. Yeah, it, it, it would be it would be something something crazy. But uh, another big match on this card is also involving a former UFC champion. That is Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Which is, I mean, you can make the case. This is a this is the real main event right here. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would not be surprised, man, if this was the last match on the show. 
It should be, but it won't be. I don't think it will be. I think AJ Styles and Brock will close the show. It'd be the first time AJ Styles is like it closed the show in like months. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time AJ closed the show? Like since Backlash. probably they still had like SmackDown only pay per views. Yeah, when maybe the one he won the title against right. Steve Ambrose. Because you know, we know he didn't That's do over that two years ago. Or well, he probably did it when when he won the title from Jinder Mahal last year. That well, was that was, that was on the SmackDown, yeah. Oh, okay, saying, you're, you're, you're saying you're not saying he, you're saying general when he retained it, he retained it too at night. It was a Clash of Champions or whatever it's called. Like uh, last, yeah. he had the rematch against Jinder Mahal on pay per view, and that was, I believe, that was the main event. But um, oh man, yikes! Before we, let me backtrack a little bit before we get back into Rousey and Lynch. Obviously, we're predicting a loss for AJ Styles against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Does it hurt the WWE title more? Because I can I can tell you right now, WWE does not care whether it hurts the title if AJ loses again to Brock Lesnar because they're more worried about what it could do for them if they get this whole UFC thing going and all this and that. Like, that's the really worried about. But... It just to me it makes the WWE title even more a distant second to the universal title, and it shouldn't be that way. But that's the way it is. That's what happens when you have two world titles. Something has to be second. It has to be first. Yeah, I don't think personally. I'm not going to look at it that way. Uh, Styles' title reign's been ridiculously good. Uh, you know, I thought it was a little boring in the beginning of this year, and you know, heading into his feud with Nakamura, I thought like that whole feud was kind of lame, but. Overall, I'd say just the mere length of the title reign, uh, and they could always hype that up. Probably, really, probably don't do that enough. Um, I think, uh, but he—he's he, like, he's their guy on SmackDown. And if there's a way, I, I don't think there's ever since they've had two titles, there's never been—they've never been treated as even. Because even on SmackDown, once the brand extension started, and then Triple H was like the world heavyweight champion, they didn't really start treating that. Well, they they did. They kind of flipped because they had the WWE title on SmackDown. That was the number one until they introduced the world heavyweight championship. And then that went to number one. And it was kind of clear that they were never on even footing. And I don't think, I don't, I don't know if there's a way to make that happen. If you're WWE, well, it's, it's pretty and, much whatever is on Raw is to me the dominant title. But there was that one where instance where Brock and Kurt Angle closed the show, being they were SmackDown champion, they were mm-hmm. going for the SmackDown title. But that was like the first year of the brand extension. That was WrestleMania 19 when they yeah, made yeah. it ended. When you look at 21, no, 20 Raw title, 21 Raw title, 22 Raw title, like 23 Raw title, 24. That was the SmackDown title. 25 Raw title, 26 Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, 27 Raw title. And that pretty much by that point, the brand extension was pretty much done anyway. Mm. By 2011, 2012, it didn't really matter the brand. But catch my drift. You see the pattern here. That's what pretty much what it is. But yeah, it's kind of weird though, because it's like a, when you have two titles, you ideally want to make them equal. That would be ideal. You know how WWE is. They 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 had to have a hierarchy in their minds, and you know what if they had like if you do that, one has to be first, one has to be second. 
it, like it's just and, and I don't know if you, I don't know if it's even ideal for them to be equal because you just and naturally in your mind you're gonna give yourself a pecking order. Mm-hmm. You have a card where this one match has to you can't two matches can't be on the main event at the same time. One has to close. So in, in people's minds, if the one that's closing is the one that's more important than the other. But when you do it so consistently, like they have done, mm-hmm. where it's not AJ Styles in the main event. It's all he's always in the middle of the card. And sure, he's putting on some good matches. His reign has been hit or miss. It's been long, not super memorable, but it's been long. Good. But you consistently slot him in the middle, slot him in the middle, slot him in the middle. Where meanwhile, you have Roman Reigns, who's not even, he didn't even have the championship for a long time. Main event shows, it's just people, perception becomes reality. And this yeah. is why you shouldn't have two titles. <laughs> just leave yeah. one title. Yeah, it all goes back. And I remember I, I was I was on board with the floating champion, man. Like, and I still am. You know, I, I get it. I get why they feel like they need to, but I don't know. Maybe it's working for them on on the bottom line, and that's why they feel like they need one. But I I thought when the first brand extension happened, they had the floating champion. Creatively, as I was watching the shows, I was like, this is pretty cool. And then they didn't. They did it for a few months, and then it was done. So well, maybe having, they maybe they were seeing something that we weren't. Having two titles means you can sell some more belts at the store, the toy stores, yeah, more merchandise for kids to buy. All right, but back to the real main event. Yeah, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. This is a high. This is probably the most highly anticipated women's match in a while, in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. You got the baddest woman on the planet versus the man, as she's calling herself. <laughs> Becky Lynch has completely transformed herself. And to this badass who who's tough and, and doesn't take any crap, and it, I'm here for it. Like she's she's on a roll right now, even though she's going to lose to Ronda Rousey. It's a shame, but we called it. We called armbar versus armbar. You had to do it. It makes perfect sense, and yeah, Becky Lynch is is putting herself in position to be a a, a worthy challenger to Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and let me tell you, she's on the run of her career right now, Becky Lynch is, and Ronda Ronda's doing really good too. Uh, I think the lead up with the promos has been, you know, pretty good. Uh, it's kind of what else can you do when you're on separate shows and you're doing champion versus champion, unless you have somebody invade the other. And they got to be creative with that because we've seen so many invasions over the years. Uh, so hmm. I. That definitely would probably be so we're two Sundays away from this recording. So I would think Becky would be the one to invade Raw on Monday. Uh, will it happen? Who knows? Um, maybe it's better if it doesn't, and then we just wait till Survivor Series to have them go at, go at it. Um, but like you said, I think this is the real main event. Uh, I, I think Becky. <laughs> Ronda is good enough in the ring right now that she could probably call some stuff, but I think Becky would be the be the one to kind of put that match together and in the ring. And uh, I think it's a perfect match, honestly. Uh, that's why I'm glad she beat Charlotte at the last pay per view. Or I was kind of worried Charlotte would win because I was like, man, like then that means Ronda would have to eventually lose because we you can't have Ronda versus Charlotte at Survivor Series. Like, come on, so. Uh, yeah. This this is the second best women's match that could possibly happen. 
because I think Ronda versus Charlotte is the first, and obviously WrestleMania would be the place for that. And with Becky just being on an absolute tear, um, honestly, I don't obviously don't see her coming out on top. But who knows? She can win by nefarious means. She's a heel, so she's not gonna. You know, people are still cheering her, but she's not gonna do things the right way. Uh, she's going to do whatever it takes. And what, what if she just lambasts Rhonda with a steel chair or something? And you're just like, damn, I didn't see that coming. Like Becky's a warrior. She could lose by DQ. She could, but still walk out, you know, with her head held high, you know, they could do stuff like that. And uh, that's why I think like this particular match, you could have both of both Rhonda and Becky coming out looking like a billion stars. Yeah, it's a way to do it, but she's still losing. It's still after that happen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it should be uh, a real cool match. It's, it's not about who's sleeping with who or mm. your husband. It's about two badasses just fighting. That's all I want to see. I just want to see two badass women beat each other up. <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds so bad, but it's true. Like I just want to see them fight each other, compete to see who's the best, who's who's the toughest, who's, who can fight the best. That's, what, that's, what I, that's really all I want. I don't need the extra, like, the stuff they did with Nikki and, and, and right. Ronda when they did, oh, well, you banged on John Cena's do it. Oh! <laughs> I, mean, that's, I get it, but no. She's tough. She's tough, too. Let's see who's tougher. Yeah, it's a great character match because they're very similar. And, you know, Ronda's more like the cheery, ha-ha, because she's a baby face, and Becky's kind of like, you know, she she's the man. And ain't no one going to tell her differently. So... Uh, you know, that's that's I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but man, that could definitely be women's match of the year or even just the regular match of the year. I candidate. Hope, I hope. Uh, but also a match of the year candidate, potentially Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the yeah, secondary man. champions on each show, which, by the way, secondary champions on these shows because Brock is a champion on one show and AJ Styles just hasn't lost the title in a year. They're pretty strong. Seth Rollins is the Intercontinental Champion. He can easily be the Universal Champion or the WWE Champion. And, it, and the IT title could easily be on like Elias or Mojo Raleigh or something like that. It's not. So Seth freaking Rollins. And then you got Nakamura, who probably should have beaten AJ Styles with the WWE title at one point and, and maybe dropped it back to him a month later or something like that. Instead, he's still <laughs> somehow the United States Champion, even though no one has seen him in, in recent months. Uh, but yeah, th- but despite all that, this got some potential to be, you know, a, a really lit match. Like this could be really fun. I mean, I don't know if they've ever had a match against each other. So this could be like a first, you know, WWE likes touting first time ever's, and this could be it. This could be actually ever be a first time ever. I don't know if they've actually touched before. And yeah, I mean, Nakamura's had some hit or, hits or misses here in the past, but Seth Rollins doesn't miss. He's he's knocking it out of the park every week. So yeah, I think this this could be another like the top three matches on this card. As we stand here today, pretty damn good. It's like the, it, this is what you want from like a one of those big super yeah. shows, the big five or three like you know three or four big matches. Like yo, this is lit and and because of because of the brand extension, this is one of the positives of the brand extension. We know that we're not going to see these matches. All the time. We're not going to see this next week on Raw or next week on SmackDown. Right. It's only at Survivor Series. You want to see Seth Rollins versus Nakamura? 
Gotta watch Survivor Series. Yeah, we've seen Brock Lesnar versus AJ before, but that was a year ago. You want to watch it again? Gotta watch Survivor Series. Want to watch Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch? Gotta watch Survivor Series. Now, of course, after WrestleMania, and they do another draft or another shuffle, whatever they call it, all these people could be on the same show at some point, and they could face each other 30 times in a row. You know, you know how WWE does. But but now, these are big matches. Mm-hmm. Another big match. Another match that I think could be a sleeper hit. Authors of Pain, now the newly minted Raw Tag Team Champions. And the bar. You talk about some ass kickers. People are going to get beat up in that match. Yeah, man. It's gonna be, I love how the dynamic can come into play with the bar, with Big Show now being associated with the bar, and now Drake yeah, Maverick no the manager. Oh, man. No reason. This is just why. <laughs> and he but, Powering people and Drake Maverick is like, yeah, dwarfed by his guys. Yeah, though I'm glad that you know they had that title change in the UK with authors, authors of pain finally getting the tag titles, and the bar. You know they've they've been great for what over two years now. It was like the brand extension when really they had that best of series. Oh, that dumb star, then they just threw them together. And they, they ended in a tie and a best of seven. <laughs> so they got a good tag uh, out of it. Yeah, and uh, so this will be interesting. Both heel teams, so uh, that dynamic will be interesting to see. I'm sure uh, the bar will get che- more cheers than you know booze, but um, that's definitely one a dark horse of mine in, in this pay per view. That could definitely be one of the better matches. Yeah, I think I think like I said, you want to see people get hit really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this one. This one's going to be some stiff shots being taken in this match. So yeah, I mean, obviously you got the cruiserweight title match, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali, which is like you know yeah. par for the course for two or five live. But that will be a good match. Absolutely. So despite the fact, and, and the thing is, this is how weird the Survivor Series concept has become because. None of those matches are the traditional five-on-five or four-on-four Survivor Series matches, which is what used to be the draw of Survivor Series. That's why it's called Survivor Series. When the when the event was first created, that was the draw. It was like, oh, you get to see these five or four guys team together against these other four or five guys and have this elimination-style match that you know you see these combinations and these pairings that you, that you never see, and that draw has diminished over the years, but you know, this year's Survivor Series is almost like a must-see show because of these three, like, dream matches that have nothing to do with the concept of Survivor Series. Mm. Like, I and, could care less about the Survivor Series matches themselves. Wow, really? So, and, yeah. hey, we're, we're going to get three, too. And, you know, that's going to be awesome to see how that... Uh, Who cares, though? <laughs> like, I, I do, I do, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a old, old guy, I guess. I love those old guy. matches. And, uh, you know, I, I was watching some of them earlier this week, but you know, we got the those the ten on ten. We're get, get five tag teams against five other tag teams. That's awesome. We're gonna get nine guys on on the apron on each side, and then two, in, awesome? two in the middle. Be, because man, it's it just is. They did that at the first. Was it the first Survivor Series? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it ridiculous. Was terrible. It was the longest match in the show. It was 40 minutes. I think they had to eliminate both guys or something. I think that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. And it was con- con- contrary to 1992 when I think they didn't have any. Uh, they only had one. It was And it was a tag team 
elimination match. So it was like natural disasters and uh, some other team against Money Inc. and some Beverly Brothers, maybe. And if somebody got pinned or submitted, them and their partner had to leave. Which so it was like the complete opposite. Up so fast, like just do it that way, please. Because that's how most matches are anyway. If one guy loses, they both lose. Team loses. The team. I don't. Yeah, know. But, but but this is this is Survivor Series, man. Only the strong yeah. survive. That match at the first Survivor Series is like forty-five minutes. Yeah, they, they won't do that this time around. But I hope not. I'm looking forward to it because you already have the Usos uh, and New Day on, on Team SmackDown. Team Raw doesn't even have anyone yet. <laughs> they don't <laughs> but, have any tag teams. All they they their best the, the one team they could have is it's going to be the ta- it's the tag champs. Who are the other tag teams? On on Raw right now, uh, Bobby Roode, the, Jack you're Gable? gonna have the B team. You're gonna oh. have <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna have the B team, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. So that leaves three more teams. Uh, you're probably gonna stick that revival. Oh yeah, there you go. Like I don't know who the hell SmackDown's gonna get. They're gonna get the Colognes. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're gonna get is. Is uh where's uh the Ascension? Are they on SmackDown? Raw? I forget, but I don't I don't know. The men the men's match will be pretty good. You got the Miz and Daniel Bryan as co captains. Yeah. Uh select Shane McMahon. That's yeah, so that that'll be interesting. That uh the women's match. Did we talk about that last week, man? No, we didn't. What? Because it happened this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that was I knew, but I knew it was a setup for something, and you know, like it, it never was going to mean anything anyway. And no, it did. I, I, was, I was never in. I was never into it as like you know an actual gift? tournament to that that is worth anything. You know that gift know. of Jason Terry when he's looking at the crowd, he's just like he's just looking at it like he's, he's playing for the Mavericks, and he's just like <laughs> like zooming on his face. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Typing like Jason Terry and and. <laughs> It's that that it was my face when I saw that. Like I didn't watch the show, obviously, and I just look on Twitter. I'm like, "Oh, what's going on on Twitter? What the hell is this? <laughs> what? How yep. can that person that's not in the tournament win the tournament?" Arabia, Saudi Arabia wanted to see Shane McMahon. They got him. I, that's the only <laughs> yeah. thing I think of. He's, he's the best in the world, according to that. I saw a Photoshop where he was wearing CM Punk's shirt or something. Or it was CM Punk wearing the shirt at CM Punk crossed out with Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon's head uh, okay. put on the body. <laughs> Listen, that thing didn't mean anything already. But you could have tried to make it mean something. And you didn't try. You put Shane McMahon The only there. person that is is Seth Rollins, who even said in his promo this past week that he wishes he had the trophy. Like... I think he might have been the only person to bring it up on Raw. I'm not even <laughs> drinking cheap wine out of that thing. Uh, out of there, but, hey, it could be the ter- the start of the heel turn for Shane McMahon. That'd be interesting. They'll do Daniel Bryan versus Shane. How about that? I, I don't care. Even though they kind of already did it, but not really because Daniel Bryan wasn't cleared. So I, I don't care. <laughs> well, they, they, I'm sure they see money in that for whatever I, reason. I like Shane McMahon. I'm definitely get Shane McMahon, but he never. If I never saw him wrestle again, I'd be okay with yeah, that. Me too. Where did he come from anyway? Wasn't he gone for like months? 
And then he, was, he was hurt or something and had surgery, but he comes back and he's the best in the world. Yeah, man. Like, I. <laughs> All right. Before I get too upset, uh, <laughs> let's talk about things that's happening outside of WWE, namely the, the club formerly known as Bullet. Bullet Club is no longer Bullet Club. It's now just the Elite, which was announced on. The, the rock and roll rager cruise or Jericho cruise, whatever that Chris Jericho started up, <laughs> and had his, his, you know, rock and roll rager. <laughs> whatever it was called, I forget what it was called. The rager at sea or something like that. I think that's legit what it was called. Rock right. and roll rager at sea or something like that. And uh, but yeah, it was announced during that that the Bullet Club is no longer going to be called the Bullet Club. It's going to be called the Elite, which is what. That name has existed. It was only the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, were the elite, mm-hmm. and then they started to the show being the elite, which is, which is on YouTube and it's a big hit on YouTube. So I guess they're like everything else is already the elite. Why not just be the elite? <laughs> I guess to keep yeah. it all like in line. So from that standpoint, I get it. But I can see some people who who have bought Bullet Club shirts and invest a lot of money in Bullet Club shirts being upset that they're not the Bullet Club no more. Yeah. Same people, yeah. different name. Oh, well. That's why I really don't spend money on wrestling merchandise, man. Unless, <laughs> unless you, you have something that is is transcendent and you can wear it no, like, no matter where you are and no matter what year it is. That's why I don't buy wrestling merchandise. But look, that Bullet Club shirt did, did kind of transcend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw that every wrestling show I saw it out in random places. I didn't expect to see a wrestling shirt. I didn't see a Cena shirt or Roman Reigns shirt. I saw a Bullet Club shirt. I saw a guy. I didn't even know they sold this. In the middle of West Philly, near 52nd Street. <laughs> all right? I, was on a, I think I was in an Uber or something like that. Near 52nd Street. And somebody had a Bullet Club sweatsuit on. Like a hoodie, sweatpants. I was like, where did he get that? Like, did they sell that like in a store around here? He probably thought it was something different, or he, is he a big <laughs> wrestling fan and went to Pro Wrestling Tees or some website and bought a whole sweatsuit? Like, yeah, out here, Fifty Second. Anybody familiar with West Philly? You know about Fifty Second and Market, Fifty Second Street. It ain't like you know just white picket fences and daisies growing in somebody's backyard. It's a, it's <laughs> kind of a rough part of the city. It's just it was just odd. It was just like whoa, there's Bullet Club right there. But yeah, that. That logo, that brand, so to speak, that name, that was worth a lot of money. And to try to do away with it is sort of a risk. But when you think about that they're already the elite and they have the show, I guess it was fitting. And it's not, you think about it, the guys that are in the Bullet Club or in the elite, Cody, Kenny, Young Bucks, even though Young Bucks were there for, for a while in the Bullet Club for years. But those two guys in particular, and the Hangman and and uh, Marty Skrull, they didn't start Bullet Club. This, they really started the Elites. They were there for that. They didn't start Bullet Club. Bullet Club is Prince Devitt for, you know, Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, Thomas Tonga, Balor, Fale, Luke Gallows, like all those guys. And none of those guys are in it. No, like they weren't with them anymore. They weren't like a storyline. Really, Thomas Tonga and Tonga Lower is off doing their own thing. And of course, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and, and Ben Balor, and AJ Styles, and everybody else seems like it's in WWE. So it's like, I guess in their mind, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, I cannot care either way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, you, uh, you can go that way too. 
<laughs> I mean, like, whatever. I was like, ah, maybe they sold it to WWE. Uh, even though that's, Ooh, it, that didn't oh. happen. Mm. That didn't happen. New mm. Japan held the rights to that. Pretty mm. sure. Okay. I don't know if they held the rights to the, to, to the elite, though. Mm. Maybe that's the mm. reason why they give it up. Because they want to make money off of it. Yeah, probably. Or maybe you just have all the money. Did you read that? I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw something uh, circulating that WWE made Naito an offer, and he slipped oh, yeah. out the back door of a restaurant or something. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, I saw like the headline that he said he turned them down, but I didn't see the, the details behind it. Which yeah, I mean, I didn't read. That's funny. I didn't read the details, but they said like he they he had dinner with WWE officials. They made him an offer. He slipped out. He went to the bathroom and slipped out the back door, left them with the bill. It's like, you don't really think, I mean, they were going to pay anyway. Like, come on. Like, that's what happens. You know, you you take, you court someone to sign in the wrestling world and the sports world, you pay for their dinner, you know? So, but uh, who who knows if that's true? Unless you're like Tommy Tuberville. I think it was Tommy Tuberville. I might might be wrong here, but I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was a coach, a college coach that was at a dinner with a recruit when he was coaching at one school. And he's recruiting this kid to this one school, and he's at the steakhouse with this kid and his parent. And another school called him, offered him a gig, and he left them sitting at the table. <laughs> like, and then left him, didn't come back, and left them with the bill. I want to look this up because I want. Damn, man, that's ruthless. Sure that's what happened. I like so, it. That happened. Uh, Tommy Tuberville Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 2012. <laughs> oh, wow. He was, really Tech, he was at Texas Tech, and he left recruits at the dinner table to take the Cincinnati job, which I'm not even sure he's still at. I'm not sure if he's still in Cincinnati. So that's, that's, that's awesome. what happens, man. He's courting them and left them with the bill. Oh, well. Yeah, Sucks so, to suck. Yeah, college coaches. Not, not always good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not sure how WWE used Naito anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't have faith in anything WWE does except on the NXT level. So, right, and he's 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 great with the group uh, that I can't say. I'll say Lij. I'll say that <laughs> Los Ingobernables. You said it much better than I. I, I, I I've, I've been practicing for. Months. I see you at the tongue roll and everything. Well, I mean, like uh, Ingobernables. Nah, I I can't roll my R's so. That's a, that's like a something you different. Did it. Like a, I, I don't know how I did it. So you did it much better than me. <laughs> but the point is that what is that? I heard something. <laughs> Hopefully, it's nothing because I didn't hear anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't see uh what Nido would gain. From, I mean, obviously, a lot of money and notoriety, but. Creatively, I don't, I don't see how WWE understand him. Naito isn't like his character and how he operates isn't. I don't think would be easily understandable by a lot of people. Maybe they don't. I mean, they don't understand the eye thing he does. They don't understand the tranquilo and a lot of the stuff that he does. Is just, just the attitude. He just doesn't care. He throws a belt around and doesn't care about stuff. He's wearing the suit and stuff like that. He takes it off while he wrestles and whatever. Yeah. Like all the whole. Stick with Naito. I'm not sure would people would understand even in W like not, not just Vince McMahon or Stephanie McMahon or Triple H, but you know I think Triple H would let if he let's say Triple H put him in NXT, he would let him be himself. He wouldn't 
try to understand. He's like, whatever gets you over, man, get, go get over with it. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care. Whereas people are, on the main roster, they got to try to wrap their heads around it and do this and all that. They overthink it sometimes, at least in my opinion. It seems like they do. And Naito isn't, I think, a character that you overthink. You just like, kind of let him do his own thing. And people will eventually understand what he is and why he's doing the things that he's doing. You don't have to have him cut a promo to tell you that. You don't have to have a, a you know, him have like a to do a manifesto or like the announcers tell you what he is, stuff like that. Like it's just he just does it. It's more action oriented, orientated. Yeah. Like and it take it might take a little bit. Like I like this guy. He just doesn't give a damn. Like I like that. Like he doesn't give a damn about nothing. Yeah. But it, he won't get that right off the bat. A promo won't tell you that. At least it won't right. be. It won't feel genuine. I don't care about nothing. It's like okay, okay dude, whatever. And it's like, like you clearly like, do. Right. Or Michael Cole. <laughs> He doesn't care about anything. He's throwing <laughs> it around. Like that will only make you like him more because Michael Cole's chastising him or something like that. So <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of uh you name dropped Triple H and he tore his peck uh crown jewel. Now it seems like that WrestleMania match with Batista is off and that, that saddens me. I was looking forward to something like that. If they were gonna go yeah. through with that, man. I wasn't really looking. I was looking forward to seeing Batista back. I like Batista, but I, I would love, like, obviously Batista would win, and because uh, Triple H never. Well, actually, I not. I'm not. I, I take it back because Triple H always gets that win over whoever has <laughs> beaten him in the past. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, Batista never lost to him, and I'm sure he would have lost to him at WrestleMania. But I was looking forward to that, seeing how they would build that up. I, I was really juiced for that. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, and uh, how, how could they uh, build this up? Uh, we were in evolution 15 years ago. Listen, okay. they we built up. <laughs> okay. You do movies now. You're not even here. I do great <laughs> movies, though. I make a lot of money and I'm good at it. Like, what is he going to say? But, but they, like, man, they, they could they could harken back to, you know, that feud. And it, it was only 13 years ago, honestly, that they can. Oh, really... that's 13 years. <laughs> Well, they did a good job at Super Showdown with Triple H and The Undertaker to make me get invested a little bit. I was like, ah, who cares about this? But uh, the promo, the promos, man, the promos. And if they had a table out in the contract and they they had Batista and Triple H to the table again, Again. I'd be all over that. I would pop for that, man. I'll give credit for the SmackDown promo. I thought it was a nice little dig that Batista threw in. And then Triple H's face kind of told the whole story. And then yep. Randy Orton's behind him, yeah, like pipes <laughs> up. Like Randy Orton's like a second away from yelling "Wall Star," and nothing even. Happened. Um, By the way, that's yeah, where like, I think they go now. Like, who else does Batista? If uh, if he's in in for WrestleMania, who else does he wrestle? It's got to be not more important because he wants to face. I know, he but I'm, face. he didn't want to face anybody else. Hey, man. Uh, Batista doesn't have to wrestle. That's the thing. He doesn't do any of this. He could just. I want him to wrestle. The Daniel Bryan thing's over with. That was that was four years ago, and that's when I was like all about Batista coming back before that whole Bryan movement started, and uh, that I was totally over Batista at that point. I want him back now. Like there's no, there's nobody that that's gonna do do this movement coming up to WrestleMania and win in the main event uh, out of nowhere. So. Uh, and by the way, that was based off CM Punk quitting too. So, is there going to be like a huge star that quits? I don't know. I just want to see Batista back. That's all. Yeah, that's all you want. By hook yep. by crook. I, I I don't think we see him back if there's no Triple H match. Which that pectoral. I've never seen a torn what the torn pec looks yeah. like before. 
I've never torn my pec because uh, I don't have really big pecs. I don't <laughs> work out my pecs to, enough to tear them. Big strong man, but that, that's a good way to put it. But <laughs> that picture of his torn pectoral muscle looked disgusting. Yeah, like somebody beat him with a hot pack of nickels on his chest <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> Why did you beat Booker T at WrestleMania 19? Why did you do that? <laughs> over and over again. His whole chest was black. It was terrible. It's awful. Yeah, he has successful surgery. Good for him. But yeah. I don't see that. Uh, I don't see Batista. I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, they could throw some money at him. I guess, but I don't. To, to Batista doesn't strike me as a guy just going to do something just for the money. Because he doesn't have yeah. to. doesn't strike me as a guy that's like, yeah, I'll just come back and get paid. Like, he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. At least in interviews that I've heard, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would do that. He he wants to do it for the, the for the cool story and to get immersed in this cool story and just to love. He's like he really loves wrestling. He loves like just being out there and performing. It's not really just about the money. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And I think if he does come, I've just come up with the perfect opponent, and I'm going through with this, even though. I assume we're going to see a, a, a blow off, a blow up, blow off match at WrestleMania between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. But man, Seth Rollins and Batista would be awesome. Seth Rollins and Batista. How do you get to that? Exactly. How do you get to that? I mean, you could probably think of, if you're going to go whatever, I could think of a lot of people that could potentially have really good matches with Batista. I mean, if he were to ever want to come back, I could see Seth Rollins being a great candidate. AJ Styles would be really good. Uh, yeah, I, just, I have a hard time thinking they would put him on SmackDown. Just uh, I know, but I'm just I don't saying think he moves styles for that. And like I'm just saying, or matches never happen. Yeah, you know how WWE wants to do big guys against big guys. Batista <laughs> versus Brock Lesnar. There might be something to that. The promos with Batista and Paul Heyman would be something. How about Batista and Bobby Lashley? Hmm. I don't know. I think about how about Batista managing the authors of pain, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> killed Drake Maverick and yeah, he just power bomb him through a table like the outsiders power bomb Eric Bischoff. Yeah, just like, yeah get out bring of here. Back Devon Dudley and it's like the it's Deacon Batista's <laughs> revenge against against Reverend Devon. Is that all, all, all those years ago? You made me carry around that stupid collection plate. Batista bomb. We got a WrestleMania match. <laughs> Bubba Ray. Dudley. Yeah, Bubba, Bubba Ray comes Ray out and, and yeah, in a few years, and Randy Orton comes out. I was like, this is evolution. <laughs> and then somebody makes it a tag team match at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like Dudley comes out, and then <laughs> sign guy Dudley comes out, and it's like an eight man Triple H. Just like one arm is in a sling. He's like, I, I can still do this. <laughs> still pedigree Spike Dudley with one arm wins the match. Oh, man. I think we just booked a match at WrestleMania. Dudley's the Dudley family. Rest in peace to Big uh to Big Dick Dudley. Uh mm-hmm. but Dudley family with Dudley. Joel Gertner too. You gotta have Joel Gertner in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh and, and maybe dances with Dudley or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, versus Evolution. We got it. Bam. We booked it. I like it. <laughs> that I would pay nine ninety nine a week for a week. Not a month, a week. Week. Damn. Nah, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, of Maybe. course you were forty dollars a month. That's a whole bill. Yeah, screw that. But with that said, it's 
kind of late here on the East Coast. So let's wrap it up with some plugs, Nick. Awesome. You can follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter. Follow us, us, follow us, follow Usher on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us also at Shooters Radio on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Straight Shooters. Email us. Right, I'm going to start plugging that now. Straight Shooters Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, uh, any questions you have uh, for us, pr- pro wrestling related, uh, just contact us, social media, email. Uh, we'll put it on Patreon. Well, our Patreon is at patreon.com slash shooters radio. Uh, so become a patron, man. We, we definitely want your support out there. And follow me on phillyinfluencer.com and phillyvoice.com too. My bad. There you go. There you go. But yeah, Patreon, patreon.com slash shooters radio, two tiers, one three ninety nine a month, three ninety nine. the other was five ninety nine. Check us out on there. You also check us out on all kinds of platforms, listening to us on the download at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the mothership, wildfireradio.com. You can also watch us on YouTube. Uh, you can search us up on YouTube, like, subscribe to, video, subscribe to the channel, like the videos. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Vaughn M. Johnson. So, like I always say, and I'll say it every week, it remains true. Every week, from week every week in the past, today, and every week in the future, then now forever, like WWE, <laughs> out here in these streets, come holla at me. That's what I am, out here in these streets. So, <laughs> but it's true. I'm out here in these streets, man. Come holla at me. But uh, yeah, like I said, at Vaughn M Johnson on Twitter. So, for Nick McCone, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening and watching episode 170. 170 of The Straight Shooters. And we'll catch y'all again next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at piconenick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.